This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt, and David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, David, today we're following up on a series that's uh, part of the Global Ambassador um, Leadership Training that we do. These are snippets from the Global Ambassador Training that uh, you offer at SOM International. And one of the things that we've talked about previously is that the Bible calls us to hear and then obey. And really what it is, is it's saying that if you hear, that that means you will obey. And that's the understanding from the, the Hebrew. And so I want to talk a little bit today about this command that we have to hear the Lord, and that should create a response in the person who is hearing the voice of the Lord. Yeah. So in, again, the, our discipleship definition is disciples hear and obey. So obedience is included in the scriptures that when God, Jesus talking about the hearing, and of course God in the Old Testament, is always the idea that not only do you hear the sounds and you understand the concept and have the knowledge of it, but then you follow through to show yourselves um, as disciples. I love John 15. It says, this is how my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and thereby show yourselves to be my disciples. And so the hearing is key aspect of, of really when we're born of the Spirit of God, we're born of a spirit that interprets and understands God's word. Um, and so since that is the foundation of a relationship with God, what we like to point out in our training then in really leadership is that to be a leader, um, you have to be a good, of course, you have to be a listener, but to be a listener, then you have to be a good questioner. And so leaders ask good questions because the first thing, of course, is listening to God and obeying him. And then the same way we love others is we listen to them and then we obey what God is saying to us how to love them. Because, of course, people don't have the perfect will and understanding as God does. So it's not necessarily hear and obey other people. It's hear their real heartfelt designed a need by the God, our father, and then meet that need in obedience. And that's what, um, you know, Mark, I've, you know, we've seen around the world with just effective leadership that we're working with or risking much for Jesus. I think of our uh, North African director, uh, Muslim background believer, Sadu. And, you know, as I've been able to spend time with him, He's a master, truly, at asking questions and listening. Sometimes, in fact, in my American way, I'm like thinking, okay, hurry up, Sadu, let's get to the point here. And uh, But Sadu, it is, it is patience and his love for others will really you know, take the time, sometimes hours, and, and, and just dialogue and, and build that relationship, listening well. And, and all that's building that rapport uh, you know, and to be heard, and, and then he's able to really assess and um, and, and help those people where they are at. Um, yeah, you know, for instance, one time Sadu in his village, we were, I was with them there, and we got a discussion with a lot of other um, his neighbors, and we and we got into the story of the sacrifice of of um, Abraham and Isaac. And uh, we asked questions all the way through there, you know, why God did this and why this happened. And one of the questions that really had them 
animated and and, and go into deep uh, waters here spiritually is we ask him why did the Lord demand a sacrifice of Abraham after he passed the test? Because if you remember Mark, right? It you know it once he, he was willing to take Isaac's life, uh, the Lord the angel came and said, "Now I know that you fear God, that you're not um, not even withheld your only son Isaac." And that's when the ram was provided that he gave behalf of um, Isaac. And so Abraham passed the test, but then God still provided and had him offer and sacrifice. And, of course, we asked these these Muslims, uh, friends, why, why did God still have Abraham do a sacrifice when he had already passed the test? What was the sacrifice needed? Yeah. Let me ask you this, David. I mean, I, I don't know a lot about Islam, but— would it be safe to assume that a Muslim would look at the story of Abraham and say, well, Abraham was saved by his works? Why is that such a, a significant question for a Muslim specifically? That question of why did the Lord demand a sacrifice of Abraham after he passed the test? Why, why is that so significant to a Muslim? Yeah, thanks, Mark. I think you're hitting the point of even the principle of asking good questions for leaders because— in Islam, it's a it's a religion of works, um, and they believe that Abraham was perfect. He didn't sin. You know, they that they have a misnomer on that. Uh, when the Bible and stories specifically talk about you know Abraham's own um, shortcomings, and ultimately we see that Abraham needs a blood sacrifice to, for his own shortcomings, for his own appeasement to a holy God. And, um, you know, we could tell them that was uh, to make our point. Well, here's even Abraham, a prophet, and God demands a sacrifice from him, from him. So therefore, you know, even if Abraham needs a sacrifice, how much more do you need a sacrifice? And of course, that sets up for Jesus. Yeah, okay. But we didn't do it that way. We, we didn't make the statement. We're asking questions that, that in that way, we're honoring, loving them and having them discover God's truth, because we're asking key questions, and then we're listening to their response and gently helping them see God's word and, and God's design for our lives. And that's why leadership is most influential when it's hedged in excellent questions. So how do you get that from that place, from a place of uh, talking to them about Abraham's sacrifice to them discovering Jesus? That seems like that's many, many steps. How, how does how does Sadu do something like that? Well, I, I think, praise God, that we have a, a helper, that the Holy Spirit, because none of us can ultimately do that. We're just a vessel to help people's eyes be open and, uh, you know, to, so that people begin to really listen well to that inward voice. That the Scripture says that God has written His law, His truth on every heart. And if people begin to learn to listen to that voice, to begin to really uh, fear God, honor His Word, they will begin to discern the truth and then make choices of, of truth of faith that make their heart right, that draws God's favor um, and, and ultimately puts them in you know the place of God's designed righteousness. Well, hey, we need to run to a break here real quick, David. And when we get back, we'll pick up this conversation about asking good questions and how we lead somebody through the gospel by asking the right kinds of questions, how a leader can get valuable insight from other people by asking great questions. We'll be right back after this break. At Risk Radio. 
Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. So David, we were talking before we went to the break about how good leaders ask great questions. And so uh, we wanted to move on to the next thing about uh, how leaders go about, and maybe sharing a little bit more about how leaders go about uh, asking the right kinds of questions in order to lead people to a better understanding of the gospel. Yeah, and, and maybe that old saying that, that you know, teachers say all the time, any, there's no bad question, uh, maybe works here. Uh, and as we're certainly filled with the Holy Spirit, God makes our questions more and more sharp and better. But I think just stepping out in leadership and asking questions is a start to listening better and being a better communicator and influencer. Um, you know, one story I wanted to share, too, just to, from my past experiences, uh, a brother who I wrote the book Fearless Love in the Midst of Terror uh, with is Mujahed LMC from Pakistan. And um, he's a precious brother who had a dynamic ministry in Pakistan for having to flee for his life in persecution. And, you know, he was changed around from the believing the uh, Islamic tr- uh, religion and and trying to work his way to heaven. And he was full of hatred and jihad. He was committed to feeling, hoping that if he died in jihad, he'd go straight to heaven. So he he believed that, bought that whole belief system. And and, and then the Lord revealed himself to him and, and his life was transformed. And he became an immediate evangelist and worker for the Lord. And, and so uh, with the zeal of the Lord, he just went around Pakistan, praying for people, looking for opportunities. And I remember a story uh, he shared that um, he was going down the road this one day and uh, there was a man taking his wife in a cart who was obviously um, paralyzed and in sick and and so they stopped and in Mujahed immediately felt the Holy Spirit moving that God wanted to heal uh, this lady and 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 meet the need of what this man was looking for, and so Mujahed found out that she had uh, you know gotten paralysis and so he would taking her all around to these shrines to be prayed for. So uh, Muji had just to draw out the story more, and he saw that it was drawing a crowd too. So he wanted actually a crowd to come. So he, with as loud as he could, he he started uh, asking this question so to draw more people. And he said, did you pray at so-and-so shrine? And the man said, yes. He named off all the major shrines in the whole region that they had prayed that his wife would be healed. And then he said, did you pray in the name of Muhammad. And he said, yes, I pray in the name of Muhammad. He said, did you pray in the name of Allah? Yes, I prayed in the name of Allah. Did you pray in the name of Jesus? He said, no, I've never prayed in the name of Jesus. Hmm. And, um, and he said, well, that's the name that heals and the name of all names. And then he preached the gospel to this growing crowd. And then he prayed for the wife and the Lord immediately uh, touched that woman and she was healed. Um, and so, you know, here's a work of the Lord, great faith and a lot of aspects, obviously, into that story. Uh, but but what I loved is Mujahid used questions to really frame the gospel and even draw other witnesses to that moment. And I thought it was just, in a sense, brilliant Holy Spirit led um, 
you know, uh, leadership at that point that uh, Moji had exemplified. Um, also, I've seen many workers in the Muslim world. The first question they ask many Muslims are seeking is, what does the Quran teach about Muhammad? And so, you know, they'll, they'll have them go back to the Quran to read about Muhammad. Well, even in the, the Quran, Muhammad um, did wrong. He sinned. And he and Muhammad four times had had to ask for forgiveness of the Quran talks about. And then when they come back it's, and tell their report and, and Muhammad never did a miracle in the Quran, uh, it'll ask a second question. Well, what does the Quran teach about Isa, Jesus? And so they'll go back. And even in the Quran, G- Jesus was unique. He was the pure one. He was the word of Allah. He did many miracles. And so when, when Muslims read the Quran carefully, interesting enough, um, Jesus is a superior prophet. Uh, for them. And, and it doesn't give the whole gospel. And, and there's a lot of gaps there and, and some problems. But it, it's enough that it entices Muslims to want to know more about Jesus. And it wasn't, again, these evangelists or Christians who were telling them Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the way, only way of the uh, uh, salvation. They, no, they ask the question, what does the Quran teach about Jesus? And then, you know, once they see that, they want to know more. So that's just brilliant leadership. Let, let me play a Muslim here. Okay, so if you were to ask that of me, and you were to say, uh, uh, Mark, you know, you're a Muslim, and I, I'm not really a Muslim, but, but just for the sake, you're, you're, you're a Muslim, and what does the Quran teach about Jesus? Well, he was the pure one, and you were to point out to me um, that Jesus was one who was highly anointed according to the Quran, and he was purer than Muhammad according to the Quran, and maybe for the first time I understood that. Maybe it'd be helpful for our listeners to understand. Well, what's the next piece? Would that would that uh, intrigue a Muslim? Would that turn them off? Or would there be a next piece that they would need to hear after understanding that maybe Jesus is a superior prophet to Muhammad? Well, see, I think behind this, I mean, it's great where you're leading here because uh, you know we're asking questions. So, number one is they're discovering these issues and and the need yeah. for Christ and the uniqueness of Christ. So because ultimately to help other people in, in discipleship of Christ is you're helping them become good leaders. They're, you're helping them ask questions. So by asking questions to Muslims, it helps them begin to ask questions. You know, one of my favorite parts of oh, some people say it's maybe the first book that was written chronologically, although it doesn't start at the beginning at creation. Uh, some people say that Job is the oldest book. Yeah. And um uh, there's a there's a number of questions in Job, and there's this long dissertation that the Lord asks question after question: Who made the earth? Who made your uh, you know who made uh, uh, Leviathan? You know, who yeah. who made uh, uh, who made everything that you know? And don't you understand who I am? And and verse after verse after verse after verse that just kind of lays Job bare that yeah. You did bring me to this place, and you are totally sovereign over the circumstances that I found myself in. So it does seem to be a strategy we see in in Scripture that we don't have to necessarily preach somebody. We can draw out what's already inside of them. Yeah, and God's the ultimate leader, obviously, and Job is cause Job was asking God all these questions. But then when God showed up, he didn't answer any of Job's questions. He began to question, uh, Job, where are you there? And go back to creation and everything else. And so here is an incredible example of the creator of the universe. He is a questioner. Well, yeah, David, we're out of time. So I want to just wrap things up here with just a few thoughts. First thing is if you want to be part of the Global Ambassador Training, uh, there are a number of workshops that are being held on a regular basis. You can find out about those at spiritofmartyrdom.com. We also have a number of resources in our store. 
at spiritofmartyrdom.com and they're all offered for a donation. Uh, but most importantly, right now, we want to make sure that we are connected with you on a regular basis. So if you want to press that subscribe button, then uh, it'll let you know when there's a new episode of At Risk Radio coming up. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.